Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America. Happy Sunday. I hope you got your brunch. You got your coffee. You got your fruit salad. You're eating healthy on a Sunday morning. Maybe throw a little eggs in there because that's what I do. I like eggs. We've got a great show for you today. Get a load of this. We're going to kick it off with a man who just survived impeachment. No, not Joe Biden. No, not Donald Trump. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He came back stronger than ever after the Texas Senate acquitted him on what looked to be a drive-by impeachment by the Texas House. Ken Paxton is going to be here. He's going to talk about the border, the big antitrust case against Google. This could be one of the epic landmark cases in American history in the big tech sector in the last 30 years, up there with the Microsoft trial in the 90s and the breakup of Bob Bell in the 70s and 80s. Ken Paxton going to be in the house for the top of the show. Then we're going to have Congressman Glenn Grothman. He is doing such amazing work on the border. Also has some very provocative things to say about woke campuses, anti-Semitism and hatred and intolerance and how to deal with it. I think you're going to like his ideas. We're going to have him in the second block. Ken Cuccinelli, the former attorney general of Virginia, former senior Homeland Security official. He's going to join us in the third block. He's got a lot to say about the border and some of the solutions that are now emerging. Uh, and whether Republicans in the House can get a deal with Joe Biden in January, we'll see. Waleed Ferris, another great national security mind. He'll join us in the fourth block. And then my good friend, my fellow co-author, he's got a brand new book out called Controligarchs. That's right. How the big tech oligarchs are trying to control every aspect of American life. My good friend, Seamus Bruner, will kick us into the Sunday sunset. He's always a great guest, a brilliant researcher, brilliant journalist, brilliant man, good friend, great writer, great author. Get his book, Controligarchs. You'll certainly want to get it after you hear him in the last block. That is our show today, and I can't thank all of those guests for making themselves available on a Sunday chest. It's what a great, what a great deal. Now, before we go to commercial break, you know healthy eating is a part of the healthy lifestyle that I kicked in in 2023. I made that New Year's resolution, and 11 months in, I'm still on the program. And I've had lots of help, right? You guys know I have Field of Greens. That's been a big help. You know, I take the Super Beats Heart Chews, which I talked to you about yesterday. Another one of the components of my healthy lifestyle is a quick and easy, healthy, dietitian approved chef-prepared meal that I can cook in two minutes. It's not frozen. It's refrigerated. It's fresh. My friends at Factor Factor Meals are creating some of the best most delicious and most healthy food. And guess what? It only takes two minutes in the microwave to get this fiesta going. (laughs) The food is really good. If I took it off of the tray and I put it on a fancy plate and took it over to the restaurant, you'd swear the chef cooked it in the back. That's how good these are. Two minutes. When you're busy like I am and you want to eat healthy, but you don't want the prepping, the chopping, the cleaning, or the shopping, I get you a really good deal. My friends at Factor Meals have it done. So go to factormeals.com slash justnews50. I put the number 50 in there, justnews50, for a reason. Because if you go to that link, you're going to get 50% off your first order. That's a great deal. So go to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50. Half off. You don't get anything half off in the Biden economy. This is a great deal. Healthy foods, good foods, chef prepared, dietitian approved, two minutes so you can do them on the go and still feel like you are eating healthy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You got all sorts of things. And like I said, chef prepared, dietitian approved. Hmm, two minutes? That's a deal. And 50% off, that's even a better deal. So go do it. You'll eat well, save time, and be healthier. That's a great deal, right? Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That is a great, great opportunity. Thanks to my good friends for supporting us at factormeals.com. Go there today, justnews50, 50% off. 
You'll be healthy. You'll be fuller. You'll be satisfied. Great meals. All right. You're going to be satisfied in a few minutes. You know why? The Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, some of the most important lawsuits in the land are running through his state right now through his office. We'll have him at the top of the show right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Welcome back, everybody. I'm sure you've seen some of those reports that former President Donald Trump could be heading down to Texas on Sunday to serve some pre-Thanksgiving tamales to serve as members and public safety officers with Governor Greg Abbott. But before that stir in the headlines just last week, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson submitted President Trump's official candidate paperwork, helping him become the first president to file in that state Republican primary. And luckily for us, the attorney general himself joins John in studio right now. General Paxson, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. It's a pleasure to have you back, sir. It's been too long. It has been too long. I'm glad to be back and uh, glad to be back in studio with John. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. I'm going to have to get over to D.C. to join you guys. But first, I want I want to address the obvious. Obviously, in the state of Texas, illegal immigration is a huge issue. Uh, and tying that in with the topic of President Trump filing his paperwork, that obviously was a huge point of his campaign in 2016, 2020. And I think that uh, as things ramp up even more, especially as you see in states like New York, resources being drawn away from education and law enforcement because of illegal immigration. Do you imagine that that's going to be a huge sticking point for Texans going into next November? Look, there's no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, I was honored to help file the paperwork for President Trump in Texas. But if you'll remember, before Biden came into office, we were in the best shape we've been in my lifetime that I can remember with President Trump pushing to build the border wall, with him uh, putting the Remain in Mexico place in, in place him using Title 42 and using all the resources of, of federal law to prevent illegal immigration. And as soon as Biden came in day one, he announced that we would not be deporting anybody. And we've been in the middle of litigation with him ever since as he's dismantled every good thing that the pre President Trump did when he was in office. Yeah, 
it's just mm. amazing. And every state feels that impact of the border now, fentanyl, everything that just is hitting us uh, north to south, east to west, there isn't a place you can travel. Sir, you've done a lot in, in the courts. And one of the big cases that I think a lot of people in Washington are watching is the antitrust lawsuit against Google. It is now back in the great state of Texas. That's a win for the American people. Tell us what's next in that case. That's one of the more historic cases of antitrust law, I think, in our, in our lifetime. Yeah, so we are fortunate. We, we had our case moved to New York, which was not our choice. It was related to this lawsuit, this law related to multi-district litigation. Congress passed laws giving attorney generals the authority to pull that stuff back. So now we've got it back in Texas where we, where we filed it originally, and which means that the case is going to move a lot faster, we hope, and hold Google accountable for basically controlling the advertising market on the Internet. They control about 97% of it. They crush their competition in all kinds of ways, either by buying them up or doing things that we would consider illegal. And we want to make sure that that is destructured the way it is now so that there is competition, that consumers have choices, they're not paying too much, and that businesses have choices and they're not being put out of business by Google, which is happening, obviously, with all types of different uh, uh, businesses. So we're trying to free the American public so that they have a choice when it comes to the Internet on how they advertise. That's great. Big stuff. Sir, you are a legal eagle, and it feels like every time we have you on, there is a new victory for us to address. And speaking of that, this most recent one against Porn companies who, uh, I, I guess fundamentally their stance was that 10-year-olds on the internet should have access to porn. Uh, nevertheless, you won in that case so that there is age verification for porn websites. Can you talk to us about this? And is this it? Is it squashed? Is it done? Yeah, well, the Fifth Circuit has made their decision. My job is to defend state law, and this was something the legislature viewed as very important. I think it was overwhelmingly passed in both houses. It was signed by the governor. And then no matter what type of state legislation is passed, it's my job to go to defend it. The Fifth Circuit fortunately agreed with this, and, and we've got a victory for the legislature and the people of Texas. Yeah, there's no doubt. Another big victory. You defeated your critics in the impeachment trial, and now there is a whole new slate of candidates that are popping up in Connecticut, uh, in Texas, under your amazing brand. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. It seems like this is a revolution in a Lone Star State. You know, it's been too long in Texas where the Texas House actually answered to the voters. It's been probably over a decade that we really have had control of the legislature because the way it works in Texas, there's 150 House members, and so you need 76 votes to be Speaker. And instead of doing what they do in Washington, which is the Republicans decide without the Democrats, the Democrats block vote, 65 votes, and then whoever, whatever Republican will give them the most, they vote for, and typically that Republican gets elected. So our Speaker has been controlled by the Democrats, and he's continued to be controlled by the Democrats. He does everything he can to help them, and so we are fortunate that we have so many people that have been motivated by what happened this last session where they didn't pass border secure, where they, they didn't uh, pass school choice, where they didn't do as much on property tax as they, reductions as they should have. And then they impeached me in the last uh, couple of days of session without any notice, without any involvement, without any transparency. And I think the voters are upset about this and people are running all over Texas to defeat some of these House members that have supported Dade Phelan. And by the way, He's got several opponents, and I, have, I think there's a very good chance that we're going to win these elections, a lot of them, wow. especially the one against the yeah. That'll be an earthquake, political earthquake. Well, and I think the, the voters of Texas have a right to be upset over this utter failure of an impeachment attempt. Um, and I think that they have a right to know to uh, what dollar amount that it was a failure. Why won't the Texas House release how much the, it costs to go through that impeachment? So you hit on a very key point. They, 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 they try to keep things secret. They did the whole impeachment as much as they could uh, behind closed doors, no transparency, didn't want the public to know what they were doing. They were hoping that they would just overwhelm me because they have all these resources and I didn't have any and I would be out of office with no lawyers and the media, of course, coming after me you know, every single day. So they clearly like to do things without transparency. And in this case, now we've, we've, they've been requested to turn over information about how much they spent on the impeachment, and the, the Senate's disclosed theirs. We, we've disclosed the cost of that in, in our office, and the House continues to refuse to disclose that information. So the speakers should be accountable for this, and I hope that the voters will hold the House members that are running accountable for not disclosing the cost. And they could easily do it, they just continue to refuse to turn that information over. Yeah. 
It's just extraordinary. Um, a lot of people in this country uh, worry about election integrity as we head into a, a momentous 2024 election. You have your eye on so many different things. You brought some important cases. What's the state of election integrity in Texas, and what can the rest of the country learn from what Texas has already done? Look, we had very much success in the last uh, presidential. We stopped the things that were going on, like in Georgia and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Arizona, right. by challenging this idea that you could just send out mail-in ballots everywhere in violation of state law. And we had 12 lawsuits in very liberal counties, with very liberal judges, with very liberal courts of appeal, and we fought tooth and nail. We had to win 12 lawsuits, or we would have been counting votes in Harris County or Travis County, some of our Harris, which is Houston and, and Austin. We would have been counting votes just like Georgia, and President Trump probably would not have won Texas. And so we stopped it. Now there's been an effort by the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is 9-0 Republican, but nobody really knows who they are. They are the top court in Texas for criminal matters. Unlike most states, we have two separate court systems, one for civil and one for criminal. And the Court of Criminal Appeals struck down a statute from 1951, which has thousands of cases of precedent, and said that it was unconstitutional for the attorney general to go into court because it's a violation of separation of powers. If they're correct about that, I wouldn't be allowed to go to a court for anything. Wow. And by doing that, now I can't represent the state prosecuting voter fraud and therefore the local DAs who have been elected by a lot of these local DAs in the big cities have been elected by George Soros are not going to prosecute voter fraud, which leaves us exposed for every election going forward. So we're trying, we are running three people against the current Court of Appeals, Court of Criminal Appeals trying to unseat them so that we can retain power over our elections. Wow, that's so important. Extraordinary. Yeah, and, and sir, I know in Texas you are fighting very hard for election integrity, but in 2020 we saw election problems all across the country. You were one of those state's attorneys general who was leading the charge in, in trying to get to the bottom of some of those problems. For some of those states that were revealed to have a lot of election integrity issues, um, and, and again, I know that, that Texas is under your purview and not these other states, but how, how confident are you that these other states, uh, with their Republicans, attorneys general or Democrat, uh, have, have fixed things? Look, I'm very concerned. I, I know that some of them have tried. I don't know if they've done enough. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to work on fixing our problem, which could cause the same result in upcoming elections. So sure. I am concerned. I've talked to people, grassroots people in Georgia and Pennsylvania who are working on that. But if they don't stop this mail-in ballot scheme where they can send them out to everybody and you have no idea who's returning them, and then the other side says, well, you can't prove voter fraud. You're right. You can't, we can't prove it if you don't follow the law and how they're sent out where you can verify who's voting, then they can argue that we can't prove it. And they're right. So we have to protect the vote by protecting the ballots before they, going out, before they go out so we know exactly who's voting or we lose control of these elections and we won't know We'll never know who voted, and we'll never know who committed fraud. Yeah, that's just not an acceptable outcome, no doubt. So I want to ask about one last question. There is a move across this great country in Congress and with Texas leading the way, as it often does, to create state law that would allow state authorities to arrest illegal immigrants coming to the country when the federal government doesn't do its job. What's going to happen in Texas now that this bill is about to be signed? Look, I'm really excited about this. this is something we've asked the legislature for for several years. And I'm grateful that they, they got it done. The Senate's been more uh, uh, open to this. Finally, the House, under a lot of pressure, has passed it. And it's a, it's a very good bill. It allows our state to arrest people coming across illegally. This is obviously a, a, um, something that we've considered as it relates to this case that was decided under Obama, which is called USB Arizona, right. where Arizona tried to protect themselves. And the court came down, the Supreme Court came down and said they couldn't do it. That law, that, that case cannot be right. And so we need the ability yeah. to prosecute uh, these people as they come across the border. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We got another good one. Congressman Glenn Grossman, I think one of the more thoughtful members in Congress doing really big investigative oversight, big solutions. He's the one who discovered those 85,000 missing children, right? And we let these children into the country unaccompanied without their parents, and we lost track of them. That was Glenn Grothman that figured that. Now he's got another area he's working on, wokeness and intolerance and hatred on college campus that rear their ugly head, particularly with anti-Semitism the last few weeks. He's got a big solution right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. 
plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Well, joining us right now is a lawmaker who has been on the front lines of illuminating for the American people what's really been going on at the border, what's also been really going on in college campuses and in government agencies to spread so much hatred across this country. Congressman Glenn Grothman from the great state of Wisconsin. Mr. Chairman, good to have you back on the show. Glad to be on the show. And you're right. One more time, we find things going on on college campuses you wouldn't find going on anywhere else in America, right? Yeah. Uh, no local government building, certainly no private business, but the most outspoken anti-Israel, pro-Hamas people in this country all seem to be connected to the education field, which is maybe one of the reasons why so many of our young people are tilting to the left. Uh, there's no doubt. And I, I, I know you've done a lot of thinking about this. We've had a chance to talk about this a few times. At some point, it seems like the tenure uh, system in college is going to have to be looked at so that faculty can be held accountable for doing the sort of things that have led to this. Do you think there's starting to be some bipartisan support to maybe take a look at faculty and lifelong tenure? I'm not sure. I think the thing we have to look at is we have to publicize how bad these universities are. I've suggested to people on the Israel thing and on the anti-Semitic thing, uh, groups ought to come out and rank the universities, A, B, C, D, E, and, you know, say, if, if you uh, have a Jewish child, would you want them to go to this university? What university want, would want to be labeled F? for Jewish children. But I think some groups have to get out there and do it and embarrass these universities in action. So they put these people down. And I think other groups are just plain rank the universities, you know, as far as respect for, for free speech or respect for conservative ideals. But there's no question that the most embarrassing positions coming out uh, since Israel was attacked are coming next to or near college campuses. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> and and it's amazing to see the cultural shift because it, it used to be embarrassing. It used to be uh, an opinion that was shamed. Um, but I wanted to ask you about this incredible testimony by Kenneth Marcus of uh, the Brandeis Center because there, he was drawing a connection between the between DEI initiatives, diversity initiatives on campuses, uh, even in companies, and the connection to anti-Semitism. Can you kind of share for our audience what he said? Because I don't know if a lot of people draw that connection naturally. 
No, there's no question about it. The same type of people who push the DEI are the same type of people who push anti-Semitism because it's both coming from the left. They both want to destroy, uh, uh, destroy the values of our country. They want to destroy the United States and Israel at the same time. So it's not surprising that you find this cross-pollination. The same people who are anti-Israel are pro-DEI. Yeah, amazing. Sir, you have been such an important voice on the border. Nearly 300,000 people when you take Godaway's cross last month. Uh, we just don't know who's coming across here. The testimony of the FBI director and others, very, very alarming. What do you fear is going on behind the scenes? I'm sure people are coming across the border, and why wouldn't they? Joe Biden advertised, even before he won the election, yeah. he advertised that, you know, we're going to try to let as many more people here as possible. And uh, so this not it shouldn't come as a surprise. Right. I, uh, I think you're soon going to see a big fight over the Ukraine bill. And it's important the public familiarize themselves as far as what is going on. Yeah. So because we're going to need the public support to win that fight, because I think the Republicans are ready to say no more money for Ukraine, no more money to stop the invading Russians unless we stop the invading people at our southern border. I hope my colleagues right. are on all board with this. Yeah, I think that's a deal the American yeah. public's ready to make. Yeah. I mean, at, at our southern border, we're not just letting poison in in the form of fentanyl. It's poisonous ideology. Um, and and regarding that testimony of FBI Director Ray, I found it interesting because he 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 was almost uh, flexing about the 50 something counterterrorism groups that are, that are trying to address these issues of possible Hamas terrorists or Islamic terrorists coming across our southern border. But I have to think to myself that in the past, you know, we we've seen the leaked memos of the FBI asserting the notion that, for instance, traditional Catholics are you know right wing terrorists and and parents on school boards who raise questions about what's being taught to their children. And it seems to me that there's a great amount of effort being drawn away from actual terrorism and pointed in the direction of just people in America. Bringing up another issue. Right now we're going into budget time. There are negotiations between the Republican-held House and the Democrat-held Senate. And one of the things we're going to fight over is the FBI. Is the FBI going to pay a price for scaring, justifiably so, law-abiding Americans, religious Americans, or are we going to give them a big building and uh, a big expansion in funding? You know, they have got to pay a price or make it, they have to feel it in their pocketbook if they're going to stop this going after regular Americans. Yeah. So I know you got to go. Just one last question. There was an incredible report put up by Congress, $451 billion a year being spent because of illegal immigration and illegal immigrants on our soil, led in by Joe Biden. That's a staggering number. Has it had some impact on lawmakers? Um. I would hope so, and I hope it has an impact on the public, because yeah. ultimately the uh, the lawmakers react to uh, what's going on out there. Yeah. And, you know, the Republicans, I think, did not do as well as they should in the last two elections because they didn't make a big a deal enough about what happened to the border. Donald Trump himself would have got reelected if he talked as much about the border in his second race as he did in the first race. So that's why I try to get on your show and talk about it. I try to go on the southern border and talk about it. But the American public has to know dollar wise and even more idea wise what happens with unlimited people coming here. Before we talked about anti-Semitism in America, a lot of that anti-Semitism is being driven by people coming here from other countries who are anti-Semitic. Well, what do you uh, expect if you let everybody under the sun come here? That is such a good point, sir. From the vulnerable children that our government lost track of to the terror threats that are coming across our border, you have been such an important voice. We are so grateful for your tireless work uh, trying to protect this country. It's great to have you on. I know you got to run, but thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Wow, what a great interview with Congressman Glenn Grothman. We got another one right around the corner. Guess what? Ken Cuccinelli, former Virginia Attorney General, former senior official at the Homeland Security Department, one of the great border experts in the country. We'll go down to the southern border with some real clarity, just like we did with Ken Paxton at the top of the show. You're going to love it. Ken Cuccinelli, right after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great 
and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. He's a former Attorney General of my home state of Virginia and has continued his honorable service in the last administration for President Trump as Acting Deputy Secretary for the Department of Homeland Security. And he joins us right now. Ken, great to have you on, sir. John, Amanda, good to be with you both. Uh, when I saw this report in the last 24 hours, this extraordinary total, $450 plus billion a year in toll to the American taxpayers because of what Joe Biden's done at the border, it doesn't surprise anyone who has followed your work. You have been warning about this for so long. How did we get to this point? Yeah, and for a fraction of this money, we could stop it. Um, right. But it requires political will. We got to this point because Joe Biden ran on an open borders policy, and he has implemented an open borders policy. And Amanda, I think you mentioned, this isn't just an immigration issue, it's also a national security issue, emphasized by Bibi Netanyahu recently. And terrorists can walk in, Chinese spies can walk in, MS-13 members can walk in, anybody can walk into the United States, thanks to Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas. And um, this is something that can be stopped. I think the way to stop it has been proposed by Governor DeSantis, and that's put the military on the border. Even as we were building wall in the last administration, people were still coming through until you completely seal that border. And we can do it for a heck of a lot less than $450 billion a year. We're going to continue to suffer from these threats. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that Republicans at the beginning of Joe Biden's term were trying to to, you know, decide between a carrot and a stick uh, mode of operating with him, especially with respect to the border. But it seems like we are at the place where uh, there's got to be some sense of urgency and there's got to be some sense of, of punishment for people who don't do their jobs, particularly Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, you, I think that this is probably the most low-hanging fruit as far as impeachment proceedings in the House. But you had eight Republicans who voted with Democrats uh, to to not make this happen. What what do you? Th- what is the reason? Yeah. So first of all, looking ahead a little bit, if you can't move forward on an impeachment of Mayorkas, forget about impeaching Biden. Um, that's one message. But Mayorkas has lied to Congress so many times. He is intentionally. I mean, it isn't to say he's failed to do his job. He views his job as keeping the border open, not closed. And that is not uh, the legal definition of a secure border. And, and he keeps lying about that to Congress. I don't know how many lies it takes for con- congressmen and women to vote to impeach him and to remove him from his office, with the goal being that even though Joe Biden is president, that the message would be sent, you need to send somebody here who will actually try to secure our border instead of opening it to every terrorist spy organization and illegal invader that wants to come to America. Yeah, 
It's extraordinary. There's another. It is yeah, there's another extraordinary conversation going on, and I think it's one that's catching fire. Um, in Congress, there are a larger number of Republicans now saying it's time to empower states to enforce federal immigration law when uh, the federal government won't do it. You tried this in Virginia. There was some efforts in Prince William County, others. It had some success. Uh, what do you think about that? And is it extraordinary that we have to ask the states to do the federal government's job? It is extraordinary, but the states have been left with some power to do this. We saw this with Governor DeSantis taking people to Martha's Vineyard, Governor Abbott busing illegals, not so much to secure the border with those efforts as to raise the awareness. And then this year, finally, after years of some of us candidly nagging Governor Abbott to do it, they have started to secure the border themselves. States have the authority to do this under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. When a state is invaded, they can repel that invasion and they don't need anybody's permission to do it. Um, Greg Abbott resisted doing this for a long time, even though other governors like Nome and DeSantis and others offered uh, troops, money and assets to do it. And now Texas is finally uh, fighting with the Biden administration, actually, to close their border across Mexico. States can do this. It is entirely reasonable when they do for the federal government to reimburse them for that effort. It is expensive by state budget standards, not by federal budget standards. So this is heartening to finally see. Yeah. All ideas you've been advocating for a long time. Long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ken, we uh, have just rounded off fiscal year 2023 and we hit another record 169 individuals encountered at the border who are on the terror watch list. That uh, was a new record from 98 the previous year and more than the previous six years uh, fiscal years combined. Um, as you see, folks like FBI Director Christopher Ray up on Capitol Hill talking about how the terror threat is something that we haven't seen since ISIS. And we know the thousands and thousands of uh, illegal, special interest illegal aliens coming across our border. Joe Biden's got a year left to squeeze out without a terror attack. Do you think he makes it out without one? Um, perhaps. I mean, let's look at Hamas. They got control of Gaza in 2007 and they built and prepared for 16 years. Um, these are folks who have a very long view. They do not have the American view of I want it yesterday. They are very strategic. They're evil, but they're not stupid. And that open border is an open invitation to terrorists to come in here, both who will act themselves, who will recruit others, who will facilitate others to carry out acts of terrorism um, and to grow communities where terrorism flourishes within the United States. All of those things are happening under Joe Biden with an open border. It has to be closed. Um, it'll take years to get wall. We need the military to close it uh, right now. Um, Joe Biden is not going to do that. That isn't really going to happen until we get a president who's committed to using the military at the border. Obviously, that will not be Joe Biden. Um, and it won't be until January 2025. I don't know. It is hard to predict, Amanda, whether there'll be an attack between now and then, but it is Mathematically, it seems near certain to me that we will suffer terrorist attacks, plural, because of the people that Joe Biden and, and Secretary Mayorkas have led into this country. And then I wonder how those eight Republicans who voted against impeaching Mayorkas are going to feel when we trace back terror attacks. It's apparently murder and rape and pillaging across our own country mere crime isn't enough to get them upset with Mayorkas intentionally opening our border, but perhaps terrorism will do it. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's sad that it has to come to that point to do the basics of security in this country, but it seems to be that way. I, I want to turn for a second to uh, an issue that I think is ancillarily related, and I think a lot of people look at it and say, what's going on? Uh, the United Nations could not condemn the attack on Hamas. It could not get enough votes to condemn the attack on Hamas, though it condemns the United States and Israel regularly. Have we gotten to the point where enough people in this country say, why are we funding this organization? Let's pull that funding. Do you think Republicans are growing that? Maybe some Democrats now, too? Yes, I think we are. When you can't uh, condemn terrorism, um, that's not a it's one thing if some recalcitrant left winger on the street doesn't want to condemn terrorist attacks. Right. It's quite another if a governmental organization that's supposed to facilitate peace won't condemn terrorism. I think it's time to 
cut the U.S. funding to the United Nations. Again, this is something Governor DeSantis has also echoed, ironically, with one of his competitors having argued for U.N. funding when she was there um, as an ambassador. But uh, that's I think the U.S. the people of the United States are beyond sick of the United Nations. Iran is judging human rights at the U.N., condemn terrorism. How much more do we need? Uh, I think we could. That's an easy budget cut. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ken, I want to round off the conversation uh, with a different form of terrorism that also involves the border fentanyl. We've got President Biden heading to my state here, San Francisco, to meet with President Xi. Uh, Do you expect him to apply any type of aggressive pressure on China as far as the production and export of chemicals that contribute to fentanyl and the chemical poisoning of Americans through the southern border? I do not. Joe Biden doesn't have it in him to be aggressive with Xi um, and you know, you can speculate as to the reasons, but certainly that is that would be a radical change from his first three years in office. And I don't see that happening. Uh, although congratulations, you finally have a clean city. Uh, for once. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wish we, wish we could keep she here. I think some San Franciscans are going to ask know, the president to stay. You need a communist tyrant to come get your city cleaned up. That should tell us all something about San Francisco. <laughs> All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Waleed Ferris, I think he's one of the great security minds in the country, and he's going to bring a very powerful story. A woman is accompanying him with an incredible story of America not doing enough to help a fellow American. You're going to be touched by this story. Waleed Ferris, right after the commercial break. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved Meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, everybody. There have been a few international stories that I think I want to use to anchor this conversation. The first took place just yesterday as a Finnish appeals court dismissed hate speech charges against a politician for tweeting Bible verses, and the second over in the Middle East as the IDF enters Gaza's largest hospital to deliver humanitarian equipment. Now, our next two guests are two Middle East experts specifically regarding Iran. Dr. Wally Ferris is the author of the book Iran and a national security advisor, and Giselle Sharmad is a German-American activist in opposition to the Iranian regime. And it makes sense, as her father was captured more than three years ago and is still being held hostage. Dr. Ferris and uh, Giselle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Giselle, I want to go to you first. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. It's it's lovely to have you. Um, people might no, not know the story about your father. Can you just kind of give everybody a rundown of what happened with him, what is continuing to happen? Yes, of course. Uh, 16 years ago, my dad developed a website where he was critical of the regime and gave the people of Iran an outlet 
to let us know all the human rights violations that are taking place there. Well, the regime came to America on U.S. soil and tried to assassinate him here. And when they were not successful, they kidnapped him on a business flight overlay in Dubai three years ago, and they're holding him hostage there for more than 1,200 days now. So we have released some of the hostages in a hor horrible deal uh, a month ago, but my dad and some others were left behind. And now we're giving more money to the regime, still leaving hostages behind. Yeah, it is stunning. Uh, your father's plight and the lack of action on it by the United States government is so frustrating. Dr. Ferris, I want to ask you a quick question, because I think a lot of people see what's happening in Israel and Hamas and, and they see it in a vacuum. But this is a proxy war with Iran. And we there's overwhelming evidence. We know in America that Iran is funding all of this violence against Israel and the United States. And yet we just keep finding ways to give them money. Ten billion yesterday, six billion a couple of weeks ago. And of course, all the oil sales that we just looked the other way on. Why do we arm and, uh, and get money to an, a regime that has nothing but death in its mind? for us uh, you know one word is crazy what this administration is doing what the previous previous administration of the obama administration did was not just a deal it was a transaction uh we will be sending 150 billion dollars total with those smaller size eight maybe eight billion and then now six and ten coming why is the biden administration insisting relentlessly on sending that money that Giselle was talking about, because it's a transaction, because part of that money, like in any brokerage, is gonna come back. It's gonna come back to financial interest. It's gonna come back to people who worked on the deal. It's like a real estate, you know, you get 10%, 5% of the deal that you have established. And what does that money mean in Iran? Going to help the Iranian people? No. This is a deal that would arm Iran. We are arming Iran. They are buying ballistic missiles, counter missiles, planes, tanks, and most importantly, funding these organizations, Hezbollah, Houthis. And who did the biggest massacre, you know, Hamas. weeks ago? Hamas. So the money that has been given to these organizations is terrible. The money that we're giving to Iran, they're buying the weapons. And if you allow me, both of you, to add one more thing, there is money now being given to the organizer of these protests, which are, in fact, really Hamas and jihadi protests at the end of the day. Unthinkable. Yeah. Dr. Ferris, I want to stay uh, with you on this specifically because, um, you know, we were just talking with Victoria Coates about the this conflict and militarily Israel is obviously the much stronger party. Unfortunately, uh, what we are seeing here in the United States, pro-Palestinian factions Winning the messaging war, it seems like on yep. some fronts. Obviously, we had this march yesterday in Washington, D.C., which was wonderful to see all of these voices, all of these bodies unified for Israel. But I think that there's got to be a sea change in the messaging war because the pro-Palestinian side is really, really doing a good job of inculcating America. Oh, absolutely. We spoke about it years and years ago, the network that is mobilizing these protests, very large, very sophisticated. They have a huge web of support in the media, they have their own media and all the languages. We're really dealing with a very serious networking, but to the audience I say, these networks are the same ones who protested Guantanamo, the same ones who protested, you know, the events in France. The same, this is one network organized by the Muslim Brotherhood and the pro-Iran uh, regime propaganda machine. So it does not surprise me, what surprised me is the fact that Americans were not given the truth, that academia and part of media are actually have become part of the support system for this ideology. And this is why I consider we are at a level of danger we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's so true. We, our universities have become the propaganda arm for our enemies. It's just remarkable. Giselle, when a WNBA player was arrested in Russia because she had some drug paraphernalia with her, there was a nonstop media outcry, constant coverage mm -hmm. until the president. But Giselle, we hardly, I went back to, I did a Google search. I hardly see any media coverage of your dad. Tell us about your dad, what you want the American public to know. And also tell us what, if any assistance, the American government has given you and your family. 
Thank you for that. I've been trying to break through the media for three and a half years, and that is part of the money that Dr. Farris was just saying is coming back, is um, influencing this media and telling them not to talk to people like me, not to talk about hostages like my dad who were fighting these terrorist yeah. regimes. Rather, we make it into a show, a publicity stunt, and we cherry-pick hostages that we like and that are great. Uh, the, the NBA player came back, but... Um, Paul Wieland, who was there before her, is still there. So That's constantly right. we're leaving hostages behind and picking the ones that are great for a publicity stunt, great for the administration. And it breaks my heart because everybody deserves to come back. And we don't see that. My dad mm -hmm. has spent 16 years of his life here in America to be the voice of the people of Iran who are right now in the middle of a revolution. They have been on the streets since last year, September, fighting the terrorists. Those are people that fight those terrorists. Yeah. And I didn't see the people that are on the streets right now uh, in these Hamas rallies. Where were there when the people of Iran were on the streets? Where were there in our support? Where were there when right. thousands and thousands of people in Syria were uh, butchered? They were not there. Mm, right. Powerful. Uh, Giselle, just 20 seconds before we go. If President Trump was still in office, do you think that your father would be home with you? It's hard to say, but I have seen that hostages have come back under different administrations without further giving the regime so much power yeah. and sanctions relief and all of the horrible yeah. things that we're doing right now. All right, folks, one more good one left. One of my favorites, my good friend, my co-author, my fellow great investigative journalist, Seamus Bruner. He's got a brand new book out, Control Oligarchs. Oh, I like that name. And it, you know what it means? It means the big tech oligarchs are trying to control your life. And he explains it. He breaks it down. It's an amazing book. The Bill Gates and the Mark Zuckerbergs and all those guys. Seamus Bruner is going to explain the connection between control, your loss of freedom, and big tech in the next block. It's a must listen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. In the weeks and months to come, we are going to see some Biden family members and associates testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee. I believe Rob Walker is one of the ones who's already on the book for them. And just yesterday, Hunter Biden asked a judge to subpoena Donald Trump and ex-Justice Department officials in his gun case. I want to talk about all of that and more with our next guest. He's Seamus Brenner. He is the director of research at the Government Accountability Institute. And he just published a fantastic, albeit scary, new book that you can buy out today called uh, Control Agarks, Exposing the Billionaire Class, Their Secret Deals, and the Globalist Plot to Dominate Your Life. Seamus, it's been a long time. Um, I saw uh, something a few days ago splash across about this uh, book, and I saw your name there, and I thought this is fantastic because I really want to dig in on him. As if I need any more reason to be scared about big tech, big brother, and everything wrapped up into the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab, can you please just give us a rundown about this book and how depressed and terrified we're going to be when we get done reading it? <laughs> oh, Amanda, thank you. That's a great intro. It's good to be with you. Yeah, so this book, Control Agarks, is really about following the money all the way to the top, to places like Davos, to Silicon Valley, to Wall Street. And it's showing that the billionaires of today are not like the billionaires of yesteryear, like the Carnegies and the Vanderbilts. These billionaires, men like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Jeff Bezos, they want to control every aspect of your life, whether it's the food you eat or the way you consume energy, uh, what kind of car you can drive, whether you can have a gas-powered stove, uh, and then also your finances. They want to control and track and trace every transaction with a digital ID and a central bank digital currency. I thought it was conspiracy theories. Turns out it's not. Yeah, well, it's, mm. 
And in your case, it's just amazing reporting because this book is so thoroughly reported. Uh, there's a favorite character of mine in this book. I have some fond memories of covering some of the Microsoft trials back in the 1990s as an AP reporter. Bill Gates shows up, and there are two things that I have been fascinated watching, and you've done more than anyone to chronicle it. His effort to focus on farmland and food and water rights. Uh, the guy's billing, buying up by the billions the sort of things that basically give him some control over the, the food and water supplies, right? Yeah, that's right, John. And you'll remember from the Microsoft antitrust trials, there was this strategy that Microsoft employed. It came out as part of that suit. It's called Embrace, Extend, Extinguish, where Microsoft would enter an industry, they would embrace the current standards, then they would extend their influence in that industry, and eventually they would extinguish the competition. Well, that's what Bill Gates is doing in the food sector. He moves into farming, acts like nothing, you know, he's not going to upend any apple carts. And then he, you know, uh, extends his reach throughout the farming and agricultural space and eventually wants to extinguish the competition. You see this with the Dutch farmers protesting. They're protesting because there's these new restrictions on fertilizer. Guess what? Bill Gates owns the new patented fertilizers. He's doing it in, uh, you know, when he buys up the farmlands, he's making it so that they're all quote unquote, sustainable. And guess what? Those family owned farms that have been around for generations, those aren't sustainable, apparently. Wow. Yeah. And, and this phrase that we continue to hear, especially with respect to the World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and be happy for freedom loving individuals <laughs> like the three of us. I think that that is just such a foreign concept. But there are younger Americans who who actually are OK with that type of future. And that's by design, because you have folks like Mark Zuckerberg, who are pouring money into societal changes, algorithms on social media that literally re-engineer the way you think about things. Talk to us about that aspect of all this. Right. These tech guys, I mean, they're very familiar with the subscription-based model. They want to make your life subscription-based. You see, you know, more and more things are requiring a $10 or a $15 a month uh, fee. And so, uh, with Zuckerberg, I mean, the metaverse and his virtual reality ambitions, he talks about it. It's kind of subtle, but it's infinitely monetizable where y you'll be paying for digital clothes that are just a series of zeros and ones. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not anything real. It's kind of just in the ether. Um, but as far as the you will own nothing and be happy, it sounds sort of like a threat, doesn't it? You will own nothing and you will be happy. How about that? Yeah. Um, there is a changing of the guard going on in one of the iconic control oligarchs. Uh, George Soros, long been on the political stage all the way back to the beginning of my journalism career in the 80s, handing the reins of his $25 billion charitable empire to his son, Alex. What do we know about Alex and what change in course might we see in the Soros and Open Societies Foundation strategies? Well, uh, yeah, Alex Soros, I mean, if you thought George Soros was bad, just wait till you see what Alex Soros has in store. He, is gonna t he has taken the reins of the $25 billion philanthropic empire. And if you, you know, George Soros' funding and uh, influencing of elections uh, is kind of one of his primary focuses. Another one is uh, abortion, birth control, uh, billed as maternal health. Alex Soros wants to really increase that funding focus on the elections, focus on uh, increasing women's abortions. Hmm. Wow. Um, Seamus, I think that there are a number of ways that freedom-loving individuals can fight back against this. You know, buy, buying your own land, owning your own home, buying a car, preferably one that doesn't have a computer, that doesn't have a kill switch, even though you do have folks like Thomas Massey and AOC teaming up to be against that. That's weird to see. Um, but another way, at least I used to think, was through cryptocurrency, because when cryptocurrency burst on the scene, it kind of seemed like the wild, wild west of currency uh, evading, you know, governmental policies and, and regulation. But it seems like the more and more that government gets involved, the more and more Congress talks about it. Uh, and, and the word crosses their lips, I get more concerned that that's not a way to fight against uh, the, these control oligarchs. But what are your thoughts on that? Is that a way to kind of be one of the renegades getting away from, from this type of one world order future for us? Yeah, so the book talks about uh, two types of digital currency. There's centralized, centralized bank digital currency, CBDCs, mm -hmm. and then there's decentralized uh, digital currency. The, and the, you know, the one that you don't want is the one where it's is centralized. 
Uh, you know, it remains to be seen if uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or these other decentralized cryptocurrencies are actually a way out of the CBDC matrix or what, but there is a battle gearing up from the decentralized versus the centralized. And the way to remember it is these characters want to centralize everything. They want to centralize control of the food production, centralize control of the energy production, and they want to centralize control of the currency so that they can track and trace via digital ID and digital currencies. Seamus, one of the things that this book does so well is that not, it not only personifies and gives the agendas and the tactics of the control oligarchs, it shows the cumulative impact of their work on freedom. And of course, a control oligarch fears freedom, right? If we're free, they can't control uh, the reduction in Americans' liberties, whether in speech or in uh, censorship is so enormous in the last couple of years. You do a great job chronicling it and tracing it back to these control oligarchs. Is American liberty as we known it on the precipice of decline? Yeah, we, we're on the verge of this. I mean, it's just an epic battle for the, you know, for our freedoms. And whether it's five years or 10 years or three years away, what we do know is that people like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, they appreciate the China model of, you know, zero dissent, uh, during COVID, you saw Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates both praising the uh, authoritarian lockdowns of the CCP. Uh, you see that they've partnered with China for years. The tech companies has, have partnered with China for years. Microsoft uh, helping crack down on dissent in China, and they want to import that control over information to the U.S. And we've seen them do it just in the election cycles and during COVID using, uh, you know, disinformation as the tool. Yeah, right down to closing your church. <laughs> Seamus, I think that especially in this current news cycle, it's very easy to tie what we are seeing with globalism to the inception of the internet and social media and modern technology. But I think it goes back further than that. I think that this, this globalist movement has, has been percolating for quite a while. What, when did this all really begin? Uh, it began quite a while ago. I mean, at least uh, in the 1960s is where you had the um, limits to growth, which is a, you know, it's a kind of esoteric. You'll have to read about it in the book. But the limits to growth set basically said that the earth is going to end because of overpopulation. That kind of grew into global cooling, eventually into global warming, and eventually arriving now at climate change. And so climate change is a tool of control, just like the overpopulation uh, fear tactics were of the 60s, and they realized that using this threat of some big crises or some real crises as the pandemic was, they can amass, uh, you know, control over various industries. And so the thing to remember is the pandemic equals profit. Uh, the lockdowns were lucrative and the control that brings a lot of cash to these guys. Yeah, and it hasn't relented since then. Seamus, we would be remiss not to get your take on all we have learned uh, in the last few months on the Biden family scandal. You and I were lucky enough to write a book together, Fallout. I think we were on the cutting edge of maybe illuminating what sort of a crime operation or certainly a foreign influence peddling operation there was. But now we have all of these things. It's clear that Joe, Joe Biden lied his way to the president. He did not tell us the truth. But what is your big take and what do you think the next big uh, revelation is to come when James Comer gets some of these important witnesses on the box like James Biden or Eric Schwerin uh, or Rob Walker. Well, as always, John, it's follow the money. And I mean, I think the biggest revelation in the past few months has been these checks, these so-called loan repayments from James Biden uh, paying Joe. I mean, that shows six figures, maybe more flowing from the recipients of the Chinese Communist Party cash directly into the now president of the United States. It's the, it's the largest scandal in American history, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, China sending $31 million to the family of the then vice president, now president, and especially with, uh, you know, just the state of the world today and how China is uh, aggressive and sending, you know, so-called weather balloons over our country. It's, an, it's the biggest scandal ever. And uh, well, I guess we'll yeah. just see. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. In fact, the Sunday edition. Hey, be sure to go check out factormeals.com, Just News 50. Use the Just News 50 promo code. You're going to get 50% off some of the best healthy, chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, two-minute, in-their-cooked-ready meals. Factor Meals is a big part 
of my push in 2023 to get healthy. They've made a big difference. I love them. You'll love them. Go check them out today. And you'll love getting 50% off because you don't get anything 50% off today, right? Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the promo code JustNews50. You are in business. All right. That wraps it up, folks, for the week. What a great week. Big scoops from the story about the gallows and the videotape to the Hunter Biden-Kevin Morris relationship and everything else in between. Some great guests as well. Ron Johnson, James Comer, Glenn Grothman, Ken Paxton, Barry Loudermilk, Ed Martin. Wow, what a week. Abe Hominay, Austin Scott, Scott Perry. Oh my God, we had such a great week. I'm so blessed going into Thanksgiving, not only to have Justin News and my Justin News family, to have not to have the great advertisers we have, Factor and Cleanse, Brickhouse Nutrition, which is Field of Greens, Heat Holders, Cardico, Human and Super Beats, Factor, also... My good friends, all the people that come on this show, all the great learned people that have a conversation, try to help you and me understand where we're headed in this country. And they were so awesome this week. What a great week of guests. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. Until then, have a great Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Good night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.